What's up, you guys? How's everybody doing out there today? I hope everybody's still doing all right, staying as healthy as possible. Did you change your uh, Twitter hand, uh, information yet from uh, sound per lady person to co-host? I did not. I forgot to do that. I I should do that. But I aren't I like the temporary co-host? I don't think so. I think it's probably going to be a permanent staple regardless of what happens going forward. I just... Uh, you know, we're supposed to get this uh, mixer sorted out this coming weekend. I have it coming in and some other stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to get Randy on the phone and my boy Chris from down in uh, Stark County. Uh, he's supposed to be coming on as soon as we can start getting phone calls in here. We can have a an innumerable, uh, a, 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 an unlimited, excuse me, amount of uh, co-hosts. But yeah, I think that I think that the promotion is well earned at this point. So um, you've, you've done more than just uh, do the sound stuff. So. I think that you really should uh, put that in your Twitter handle. That's uh, quite a feather to put in your cap. That I, that I'm a co-host now? Yeah, I think so. I'm still kind of like an assistant sound lady person, though. So I'll put like co-host and, slash. And, and yeah. put an ampersand in there. Yeah. Yeah, and co-host. So what's happening, you guys? This is your host, uh, Jay Colo at Jay Colo on Twitter. And uh, with me, as always, is the brand new co-host and resident sound lady person angel the sound girl hello just you know randy will probably be back at some point in time but you know he's out there in the trenches during this coronavirus and you know so he's really busy and he doesn't have the time right now so i'm not taking his spot but i'm temporarily filling in as co-host for randy he's in a he's in new jersey right now he's in newark yeah, I, that's what you said, that he was uh, going to be out there in the muck. Yeah, I don't, and I asked him yesterday, I was like, they're playing poker with medical supplies as their uh, their chips because they don't, obviously didn't have any chips, and then it was old Halloween candy, and I could tell because of the wrappers on the Reese, the mini Reese cups had like the bats on them and shit. Very fitting, bats, coronavirus. Yeah, you, you that's know. pretty funny. Yeah, so I asked him, I said, when are you, you, know, you going to be coming back? And he goes, I don't know what's going on at all no idea what's happening so we wish randy the best i hope that he's listening while he's out there entertain him a little bit but uh yeah i got you know i don't know what's going on uh, out there all, what i can tell you is though for those of you who are really into money uh, <laughs> in uh a hundred dollars in 1921 would be worth one thousand four hundred and forty one dollars and 98 cents today just to let you know how fucking worthless your money is wait can you say that again please in 1921 Okay. $100 in 1921 U.S. dollars. All right. Would be worth today, as in 2020, $1,441.98. Wow. Yeah, so that's I'm just letting people know how worthless their money is. And the reason why I got into that is I got a notification on Twitter that said that the House and Trump passed it. Like, well, the House passed this bill for 400 and some billion dollars in relief for small businesses. And then I saw, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, why don't you just give everybody a million-dollar check? At this point, why don't everybody, it's kind of like coming to America. Why don't you just go for a cool million? And Arsenio Hall's character's like, you're right. <laughs> just go for a million dollars. What could possibly go wrong? The money's fucking worthless anyway. I mean, I'm telling you guys right now, like, shit's about to get fucking bad. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit about the housing market here in a couple of minutes, but... What, well, let's okay. There's 300. Let's say that you have 340 million Americans. 
uh, documented, undocumented. Either way. Okay. Okay. Let's take that. That's is that how much money is that? It's a million dollars a person. Okay. So that's is that three hundred forty million dollars? Yeah. Okay. You can't spare. You just did four hundred forty billion. You can't spare a million dollars a person. Well, I think about everything that I mean. If this, if money really, if U.S. dollars are really going to solve problems, yeah, a I million mean, bucks. Fuck you guys, man. Like we buying houses, that the housing market's fixed, but that's not what they want. That's not what they want. People are going to pay off all of their credit cards no, and their they, student loan debt. No, they want you in debt. They don't want you getting out no, from they underneath. Just, they just want to give you, you know, twelve hundred dollars and like. It's Trump's a, buddy's got how much? I don't know. Billions and billions of dollars? Well, I didn't, like, I forgot to research that, um, honestly. Like, I don't know what, you know, Trump's buddies got as far as that goes. I did not look into that, so I will need to make a note to myself to look into that. Um, So I will try and have... That's all right. Don't worry about it. I just, it was something that bothered me during the week. I was thinking about, you know, what are we going to do about, you know, what are we going to talk about, you know... The same shit every week. This virus, I hate it. I can't go anywhere. I can't go bowling. You know, I can't go to the fucking range to shoot guns. If I had them, of course. Um, there's just nothing to do right now. You know what I mean? So, I like then I, I get this tweet that just fires me up, man. I'm like, four hundred forty billion dollars. Well. Oh, great. What the worst part about this whole fucking situation is, I think I, I can't speak. I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm just speaking for myself. Okay. And my spouse. Okay. 75 to 80,000. Okay, let's just go for let's just go for a cool 100,000. If my spouse and I got a $100,000 right now, that solves probably 90% of our problems with whatever student loan debt is left, mortgage, credit cards, car note, you name it. Just think about that. So let's say, I mean, up the ante. $1,200, like I said when we were talking about the corona cash, I uh, $1,200 for a people, you know, a, a struggling family of five, that's not shit. That's nothing. That's one trip to the fucking store. I mean, yeah. if you're buying food and everything else, if you huh. got little ones, not to yeah. mention fucking child care. Well, and then if you have, like, you know, baby babies and they're in diapers or, you know, oh, yeah. you don't breastfeed and you happen to use that you know baby formula yeah the similac oh my god that baby formula is expensive yes it is i mean i don't uh you know have the children's so i didn't have to worry about that but i remember you know going out and getting stuff for you know people for baby shower or something along those lines and i mean that was years ago now and like i thought wow that's i mean for powder and i get that there's other stuff in it than just powder but it's like you know it's kind of expensive for a container of that and like you know babies eat a lot so when you break that down you're like i don't know how you could afford you know if you don't make a lot of money i mean i know that they have wick and stuff like that the government programs that give you the the similac and whatever for free but they don't give you that much no but you get other stuff with you get like cheese and bread and juice and they've expanded I used to work at a grocery store when I was a kid, and uh, we always, we always, we didn't hate the people that were using it. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just it was a pain in the ass because they used to be this, these big coupons that were huge. They were like um, cashiers' checks times uh, one and a half, like these big ass forms that the cashier 
would have to fill out and uh you know you would have to they'd have to sign something or put the amount down for each item that you got let's say yeah um and then what else did they have to do uh and that was for each so if you got a bunch of cheese they had to sign off on that and then we would sit there waiting to bag these groceries for these people and it's holding up the entire store who's trying to uh you know trying to check out of there and it's just like the food stamps they're not food stamps anymore it's a card yeah. So I guess I understand what they're trying to do with that is like take the shame out of using and act like differentiating the kind of currency that you're using. I, I really don't give a shit. I used to get upset when I was younger, but now I say hey, go for it. I mean, take as much as you can because the fucking the, the boat's going down. You might as well get as much fucking uh, sugared cereal as you like. So. Um, well, speaking of things that piss you off, um, I got in my work email. Of out of all of the strangest places to get this email, and I don't know if it's because it just automatically sent to me because of the algorithms, um, you know, because my boss had sent me a couple of Trump, pro-Trump articles. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I got, um, you know, just kind of like funny stuff or things like that. So I got this um, survey to take. And from Mr. Trump? Yeah, from Mr. Trump. So oh, like boy. How they exciting. send you email surveys and I don't know if, you know, for those of you aware or not aware, like you can if get... you're happy with him or something? Yeah, so like okay. to All gauge right. like what you think he should be doing. <laughs> so um I I don't think I erased it. If you just give me one second, let me uh but this is in relation to what, like how he's handling things currently. Is it not? Is it about the pandemic? Is it about the Corona cash? I mean, is it about? It's about how he's handling current things. So, like, he's gonna, you know, say, "Hey, let me know what you think about the uh, um, what's the trade deal he's trying to sign with Mexico and Canada, like." What, like a new NAFTA agreement? Yeah, but I I forget the the letters, the oh, abbreviations. It doesn't matter what the alphabet uh, shit is. Don't yeah. worry about that. Well. Um, I mean, I'm looking for it, so. Uh... Did you take, you took it, you, did you fill, you actually filled it out and sent it back to him? Yeah, I filled it out and I sent it back to him. And I was trying to okay. find, I think I like deleted the the original well, I'm curious to see what your responses were, that's for sure. Email. Um, Very curious to see. So that I could read the questions. All but, right. So I'll just, while I'm like trying to find it here, um, I'll just, oh, right here, I found it. Okay. All right, well, let's have it. Let's go. All right, so I'm going to click on the, so the question in the email, but you have to click on take the poll, is do you approve of the job president trump is doing handling the coronavirus so i click on you know take the poll and so the 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 first question is do you agree with president trump that our nation's safety should be our first priority and my choice is to say yes no not sure other please specify okay i took advantage of the other please specify for all of these questions oh good all right um, well let's see let's see what you got so I, as far as the nation's safety being our first priority, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with that. I don't think that it's like, I don't think about it because 
I just don't think about it. I don't think about whether or not, you know, I assume that, you know, it's for the most part, you know, the military or whatever, uh, you know, security protocols that the the United States government has in place is working. Um, Some things probably slip through, but for the most part, you know, we're being taken care of. So I don't, I mean, yeah, it should be your top priority to make sure the citizens of your country, you know, are protected from external, like very serious external threats, but it shouldn't be used to your advantage to, you know, rule over citizens or, you know, remove their rights. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, you understand what I'm trying to say? I understand what you're trying to say in a perfect world, sure, but... So, um, and then the second question is, do you approve of President Trump's decision to close our borders to China in, in January? Um, oh, this might be another one oh. that I didn't fill out. Okay. Well, um, I mean, if you just want to paraphrase what you ran into yeah, today. So, so um, basically... The question was, do do you think that the military should have everything that it needs to have, like the best of the best equipment? You know, I don't remember the question exactly um, how it was phrased, but it was, do you agree or do you think that the military should be, you know up to have the most up-to-date equipment and all of the things that they need in order to... They don't right now? ...do what they need to do. So (laughs) my answer to that was, well, if we're going to have a military, then yes, they should have the most up-to-date equipment. Okay. However, like, I don't think that they should be using this equipment to their advantage to purposely... Um, exert power over people. Um, I don't think that they should have less than their counterparts in other countries. Like, because, you know, if we're going to go with this, we have a military and they're here to provide national security or help in whatever means they need to help. And like, they need to go to war. They need to defend us because some asshole tried to come over here and, you know, do something. Who knows? You know, I don't know all the nuances. I don't really care. But I do think that they should probably, if we're going to do it, they should probably have something that they're able to use against, you know, their counterparts. Right? Okay. All right. So, um, but I just, I don't think that they should have to be able to spend money and waste dollars and not be held accountable for what they're buying and how they're using it and all of these things right so like i don't agree with it it's a it's a double-edged sword there right well i mean it's a first of all the idea that they don't already have like everything that they need i know it's ridiculous kind of fucking stupid and i did bring up that point as well like why don't they have everything that they need like i know not that long ago he just passed or he put forth and congress passed um you know legislation or you know budget or something what was it it was a budget for the the military okay and it was like some like crazy amount of money 
not that long ago. You should look at the statistics on how much we spend on uh, on military on uh, the expenditures on the military versus our nearest rival, for uh, for example, China or Russia. Right. It's 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 not even close. No, it's I, not even it's it's not even a, a distant silver medal. Like you might as well be in another division lower. I get it, and I get why. Like, in the current system that we have set up, I get the mentality behind. You want the best of the best. You want to be on the cutting edge. You want to have everything you can at your disposal, because what if, right? I can understand that mentality you know i don't understand using it for evil purposes or evil gain if you have it just in case like you know some people have firearms for protection just in case shit happens but you could take that firearm and you could go and hurt people if you wanted to you don't want to but you could you know what i mean like the same like principle applies you know Okay. I know it's a, a dumbed down, simple version of that, but that's what I'm, I'm trying to get at. Okay. Um, the next question was, if they should focus on, um, cyber attacks from other countries, and I, I'm like, what fucking kind of question is this? So I said, are you gonna stop? doing cyber attacks to other a country other countries it's a good question isn't it that's a really good question and furthermore why isn't this already happening seeing how the internet has been around for forever you know what i mean like you know for a long time like many years is what i said the internet has been around for many years yes so why don't you you have the capability to spy on American citizens, but you're telling me that you don't have the capability to stop cyber attacks? That's, yeah, yeah, I don't... I mean, these are the questions, I pose these questions to him. I'm like, what are we doing if we aren't preventing cyber attacks? Like, first of all, you shouldn't be cyber attacking anybody. You should mind your own goddamn business, right? Sure, Number two, most definitely we should protect against cyber attacks from other countries if they're trying to nefariously you know, gain information, sensitive material, whatever, right? Like, right. I, I don't want people trying to get my social security number and, like, use it for ill gain, right? So sure. the same principle applies there. I understand that. I get that. But why is that a question? Shouldn't that already be going on? Like, what the fuck are you getting at here? <laughs> that's, you know? That's a good question, and I don't have an answer to that. I, It's it's all propaganda. It's all, it's all to gin up, you know, the excitement of his base, like flexing your muscle first of all guys take a look at a map of the world that shows how many bases this country has in other countries specifically quote our allies look at how and look at how we surround our what quote is our hostile actors the people who don't have our best interests at heart and then you wonder why they get worked up like i would laugh laugh if you pose the question to a neocon or a real strong nationalist who said you know just out of curiosity, how would you feel if Russia or the, the, the communist Chinese got cut a deal with, let's say, Mexico? Okay. And they say, all right, well, you know, the, 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 the communist Chinese or the Russians are going to start building air bases and military installations within 100 miles, 150 miles of the, of the border of the United States of America. And people would be apoplectic. And we already we already have seen 
what happens when that, in fact, uh, occurs, because you got to look at the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, you almost had a nuclear war when the U.S. blockaded Cuba and started intercepting uh, Russian ships, uh, Soviet ships, to uh, prevent them from uh, delivering whatever it was that they were going to deliver to help the missile systems, and that was 90 miles off the coast of Florida. So we've already been there. We've already had this taste, and I still don't know why Americans can't see how I don't know how rude, maybe, I don't know if rude or how bellicose that kind of action is. You know, Pat Buchanan, despite all of his faults, uh, he said that, you know, be careful not to, you know, to step on the Russians' grave, you know, after the Soviet Union collapsed and shit all over them. Yeah. And well, we did that. We went over there and we shat all over them. And then, look, I got nothing against Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, uh, the Central Asian republics, none of them, the Kazakhstan. I don't have a problem with anybody. But when you start admitting them into NATO, not Kazakhstan, but like think about uh, the uh, the Baltic states, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. There's American presence there already. There's American presence in in Poland. Right. Well, that's right on their doorstep, and that's like playing the the game where you put your fingers close to your little brother's face and be like, "I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you." And eventually. He either slaps your hand or he punches you in the balls or you guys start fighting because you're fucking with him to the point where, yes, you technically are not doing anything, but you're definitely posturing in a very aggressive fashion that's going to get a reaction out of somebody. Right. And if the shoe were on the other foot, like I said, if they started, if the Russians started uh, parking planes and bases in Nova Scotia with, you know, bombers and uh, attack aircraft that could hit Boston or even New York City. Americans would rightfully be like, what the fuck is going on here? How fucking dare you? But when we do it, it's it's quite all right. In fact, it's acceptable, and you just have to endure it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I don't understand. Like A lot of that shit is all propaganda, nationalist nonsense. Yeah. Well, I've actually found support. it so that I can... All right, well, know, go ahead. The, let's, let's have it. Get let's the go. proper question. So do you agree with President Trump that our nation's safety should be our first priority? So I already answered that question. Okay. Um. Second question is, do you agree with President Trump's decision to prioritize the safety of Americans by finishing the wall along our southern border? Oh, God. I don't know how it's prioritizing the safety of Americans. Like, I, I don't I don't get – that question pisses me off. Okay. Like, it, because, first of all, it implies two things, that our safety wasn't prioritized to begin with. And they go around and they tout that, oh, government's here to keep its citizens safe. You know, yeah, that's sure. their oh, yeah. that's their line, right? <laughs> of course. So then, Come on. The, then the question by by asking that very question, he they're telling you that they, they don't do that. You know, uh, that's a, that's a good that's a good angle. Yeah, that's a definitely a so good point. So I did address that, and I did say that, like, you know, I don't need you to you know prioritize my fucking safety, like. You know, whatever. So then the next question is, do you agree with President Trump's effort to get USMCA passed to put America first? And so I wasn't sure what USMCA was. Okay. Right? All right. Um, so I looked it up, and it's, you know, to free trade with Canada and Mexico and, you know, free market. And this was like a, a, a quick read. I didn't read into all of the details and if that really... Because they say one thing, but it's really something else. A little bit right? of double speak there. So, um, I guess if it's really free trade and all of that, I'm I'm okay with free trade. 
I'm down. Well, yeah, that's the best know? kind of trade ever. So, you know, that I'm fine with that. Um, so it says, do you agree with President Trump's policy of buy American, hire American? What kind, What does that mean by policy? What, his policy or like the national policy? What does that even mean? I, I think that he's trying to put forth, oh, hey, you know, let's not keep, you know, building shit in China, making shit in China, and let's do it here. You hire Americans, and Americans will buy American product if that's what's available, right? So, like, I think he's trying to enact some sort of policy. I don't know. I didn't read up on it, but I'm like, I don't, you know, I think people should be allowed to hire whoever they want and, uh, yeah. you know, buy whatever they want. So I, yeah. I don't really agree with that. Um and then the next question is, do you agree that our military should be well-funded, trained, and equipped for battle at all times? Jesus Christ. How many times are we going to go over this? Yeah. So I, I said... God damn. Like, if if we're going to agree to have a military, of course they should be well-trained. Like, we don't want a bunch of fucking, you know... Like, what kind of question is that? Like, did some retard, like, just, you know, say, oh, hey, I have a bunch of stupid questions to, you know, like, I feel like I'm talking to, you know, I don't even know. Like, I'm reading questions from somebody that is like a 12-year-old. What did I just say about this? About propaganda nonsense. I'm... Like, that's when you get the flag-waving motherfuckers to stand up and start going crazy. Like, yeah, that's right, America. Everybody's got to be well-trained. Meanwhile, they couldn't fucking walk two miles without passing out. Right. So my response to that was, I, I think that, yeah, sure, if we're going to have a military, um, yes, but I don't think that they should be going and fighting wars over other people's nat- natural resources. Like, that needs to stop. Like, it it's not, it doesn't belong to us. You know what I mean? And, and we're going... I don't disagree. And, but that's not going to stop them. Right, I know, but we're that's why we're fighting. This is why you need to be well-funded, trained, and equipped for battle at all times because you're fucking around. <laughs> all the time. Like, with people and <laughs> their shit. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I agree, 100%. Well, now we have to be because these motherfuckers, you know, if they could get a hold of anything, they, they would decimate us if they could. Because That's a good point. Imagine if the shoe were on the other foot and how we'd be treated. So, we, yeah, of course, now we have to fucking be on, on our game because you guys fucked around. Yeah, you pissed off the you entire know? planet. Yeah. Um, and then the next question was, do you agree that it is important to combat cyber attacks by foreign governments and rogue nations? And I'm like, okay, so my answer to that was, are you going to stop cyber attacking other nations? Like, Yeah. Because you probably should. And number two, why isn't this already happening? You have the ability to to spy on American citizens, but you're telling me that you're not stopping cyber attacks? The internet has been around for many years. Like, what is going on? <laughs> that's a great question. You know? Yeah, that's no, <laughs> a great question. Then the next question, do you agree with President Trump's swift decision to sign the CARES Act, which will provide immediate relief to our nations, its citizens, in this, in this difficult time? And I said... I'm all for helping people who need help. I think it's great. I don't like that you bailed out corporations because you're basically creating a government-backed monopoly. And I don't like that. I don't think that you should have given any money to corporations. Like, if they didn't prepare, oh, fucking well. Agreed. 
If you didn't prepare for the coronavirus, that ain't my fucking problem. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, the American people, yes, because, you know, they didn't... It's our fucking money. It's our tax dollars. It's going into this fucking kitty. If anybody gets the money back, it should be us and nobody fucking else. Nobody else. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, this is bullshit. I I couldn't agree with you And I told him that. Like, go fuck yourself with these dumbass questions. Like, I mean, does he really think that people are just going to follow him blindly into the fire fucking pit? Yes, and they will, and they do, and they do for the other side as well. I just, I can't stand it. Like, what kind of stupid fucking question is that? Oh, do you think that we should be prepared for cyber attacks? Like, motherfucker. Nah, don't worry about it. You can fucking turn on my phone and my fucking computer that I'm looking at right now and watch me. Yep. In real fucking time, but you can't prevent a cyber attack? What the fuck is going on? Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, 100%. I think he just thinks that, you know, because his base might be a little bit older and they may not be as tech savvy. They may not be like, you know, what? A little bit more boomer. Right. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, we should be. Yeah, fuck cyber attacks. America. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, <laughs> cyber attacks have been going on, you know, ever since people figured out that they could do it over the fucking internet that Al Gore supposedly created. Yeah, so, he's, a, he's a saint. He's you know, a genius. It's just, I can't. I just, I got really angry, so. All right, good. No, that's fine. That's fine. What else do you got for us today? Anything? Um, I finally got my new phone. Oh, your Corona phone? Yeah, so I'm very excited and happy and it works and I don't have to keep constantly checking my storage space and all of that jazz. So today's the first day that I have it and I'm using it. Well, and I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited. Well, that's good. Uh, I already got my uh, 3D printer and once again, I'd like to uh, give a specific shout out to a gentleman who's been a great friend uh, to the podcast and myself, the host, uh, pushing me, pointing me, not pushing me, but pointing me in the right direction. And uh, not not to mention just saying, hey, these are the, this is the kind of machine for the things that you want to do. This is this is the best thing to use. And he's been like the 3D printer salesman of the year. But also then, like subsequently, like shortly after I got the machine, all of a sudden my phone pops up. I was going to take my dog out for a nice, we usually do about five miles a day. And uh, I see, you know, I subscribe to the podcast, and uh, his uh, his podcast was like, so you bought a 3D printer? <laughs> like, you know, kind of like, now what do you do? And uh, it was just, it was perfect. And he had a couple of gentlemen on there who gave really good points about, you know, upgrades and things like that, depending on what you're running. Um, uh, Sal Mayweather, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. The podcast appreciates it. And I'm sure that there's a lot of us who you've pushed in the right direction, so... I can't say enough nice things about Sal. Like, well, you know, for someone who is, you know, an anarchist and uh, you're kind of on not rudderless, let's say, but you're not sure what direction to go. You've got, a, you know, a lot of flavors out there to choose from. And, uh, you know, I I never really considered myself an anarcho-capitalist. I mean, I just I never did. I was more like a free market anarchist. But he has brought a lot of people over to, uh, to agorism, to agorism, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, I am eternally grateful for him, uh, you know, teaching, you know, not teaching us, but putting, uh, giving people the information about counter-economics and how to be more self-sufficient, how to operate in the shadows of the market. Um, so I, I can't thank him enough. And uh, his podcast is called The Agora. I highly recommend it. I subscribe to it. Uh, everything. And he also got, we started talking about Bitcoin 
and I finally got a Bitcoin wallet, and uh, I bought a little bit here and there, and he sent me a little bit. So, once again, I uh, I can't thank the gentleman enough. Uh, Aw, thanks, Sal. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's excellent. And the next time I go out to Jersey, when uh, His Majesty permits uh, free travel, and I can go, uh, I go out there. I'm I'm, I'm going to run into him hopefully and uh, take him out to a nice lunch or something or just hang out because uh, he definitely deserves it. So once again, thanks a lot, Sal. And I highly recommend everybody subscribe to the podcast and listen. Once once again, it's called the Agora. Um, there was something that really edged. I, I talked about it. Uh, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode uh, prior to that one. I have a strong hatred for snitching. I, I never, nobody likes a tattletale, and I really, really, really despise a tattletale. Okay, I think it's the worst thing in the world is to call the police when you see people doing something that you may not like. Now, does that mean that if you see somebody like beating the shit out of an old person that you don't call the cops? Listen, I'm not going to tell you not to do that. Maybe you should fucking go over there. I don't know. That's up to you to decide. I'm going to go over there, me personally. I'm not going to. Well, fuck yeah, him. I mean, but you have to be able to gauge whether or not you can. Is that something that you're able? Sure. I think you should try and help. I think you should call the police before you beforehand if it's a situation um, where you think that you may have to use um, deadly force. Well, I mean, that's fine for you to believe that, but I'm what I'm saying. I get that, and it's hard to not make an argument against that. Uh, but what I will tell you is that this telling on your neighbor that people are congregating outside, that they're not following the shelter-in-place order and stuff like that, I want to remind people, in East Germany, now mind you, for those of you who didn't grow up with Germany being two colors on the map because they were two distinct states, one dominated by the Western Allies and the other state dominated by the Warsaw Pact and uh, the Soviet Union, East Germany was a communist state, one out of three of its citizens was on the rolls as being an informant for the state police, the Stasi. Is that the kind of country that all of you want to live in, where one out of three of your neighbors is a fucking tattletale for the state? Is a tattle is an informant for the government, meaning the police, to well, spy on was... your activities? Like I don't think people realize how far this can go down the rabbit hole if you allow it. Right, but see, like, if I was the dispatcher who was taking a call, I'd be like, well, aren't you violating the order, too? Like, you're watching these people. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And then that would have stopped everything pretty quick. You know, I think people just need to, like, I'm a big fan of minding your own business. If you have to help somebody because they're in danger... I think that you should, and you have the ability, you know, I think you should definitely right. do it. But, you know, if you if you don't have the ability, you have to call the police, whatever, that's fine too. But, you know, you got to mind your own business. If somebody's out doing something, you know, against this order, like a little girl is playing on a swing set... You, you know what? Just mind your own fucking business. I couldn't, it ain't just, your I couldn't agree girl. with you more. You know, it ain't your little girl. It's no. somebody else's. And if they get sick, that's their fucking problem. Now, this is what I was taught. Like, I was fortunately reasoned did an article on this specific topic that I'm talking about. And uh, it's called uh, The Pandemic Brings Out Americans' Inner Snitches. Setting the cops on social distancing 
uh, scoff laws is dangerous to public health and a free society by J.D. Tucille, uh, T-U-C-C-I-L-L-E. This, all of our, any articles that we talk about will be linked in the show notes. I like this uh, paragraph I'm going to read to you. Quote, snitches are emerging as enthusiastic allies as cities, states, and counties work to enforce directives meant to limit person-to-person contact amid the virus pandemic that has claimed tens of thousands of lives worldwide, reports the AP. They're phoning police and municipal hotlines, complaining to elected officials, and shaming perceived scoff laws on social media. End quote. As always, informers are encouraged in their excess by many government officials. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti promised that snitches get rewards, and his sentiments are shared by rulemakers and enforcers elsewhere. A certain segment of the public has eagerly embraced the role of social distancing Stasi. There's that word again. Recording perceived violations of safe practices and not just reprimanding the supposed violators for exercising independent judgment, but handing their details off to authorities. Pick up games of basketball, co-workers enjoying lunch together, a child blowing bubbles while strolling down the sidewalk with family, are drawing looks of disgust, shame on social media, and a flood of complaints to police and local authorities who are fielding a surge of reports of supposed social distancing violation, notes the Boston Globe. This is exactly what I'm talking about. How I... This is not... You know, when people talk about, like, all oh, you know, this ain't the America that I remember. This is not the America that I remember. I, I thought Americans were really good. And like, I, I mean, I'm talking about on the individual level. I'm not talking about the state. That's entirely different. That's not, that's, that might as well be a foreign country. I'm talking about on an individual level. Americans are supposed to be very good at minding their own fucking business, being quiet neighbors. Like, you don't fucking say anything. You know, if somebody smoke a dope in a parking lot, just mind your own fucking business. Yeah. And that includes up to and hurting themselves, right? Even if they're if you if you want to shoot heroin under a bridge and live under there when it's five below zero in the middle of January, that's your fucking problem. It's is it a poor choice? It is a poor choice, but it's your choice. Now, when you approach me when I park my car to go into work and ask me for money, when you still got track marks in your arm, I'm not very happy with that. I don't. I'm not. I'm not thrilled by you bothering me. Right. You know. I don't want it to escalate. I don't want to interact with you, so you shouldn't interact with me, and you should leave me the fuck alone. So. With that being the case, I still think like I'm, I am disgusted. Like I'm, I can't, I cannot, I, I really cannot put into words how upset I am at um, your fellow citizens ratting on each other and minding their other uh, other neighbors' business. I, I, I don't think there's there's few things that are lower than a rat than a snitch, especially for someone that goes and runs to the dat, you know, the police or. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna videotape this and send this to the mayor. Okay, fuck you and fuck the mayor. Don't bother anybody. Yes, you're right. If they do get sick, well, unfortunate that is, they took that risk. They took a calculated risk, or maybe they didn't calculate the risk. But either way, they took a risk all the same. Right. They got sick, and now they got to deal with the consequence. We're like, well, that's a burden to the healthcare system. I don't give a shit. The healthcare system. No, the healthcare system exists to serve the community in which it is in. So if somebody gets sick, they're going to have to go to the, do something. They're going to have to do something. It doesn't matter. You know, so how did that work out for other areas who did do social distancing and somehow, you know, things spiked up anyway? You know, I'm not really sure. Like, 
but I think that as long as, okay, if you're not going to follow the social distancing like 100%, okay. you have to be hygienic. If you're going to say, okay, fuck you, I'm going to go out, and there's a possibility for me to pick up this disease sure. by yeah. touching something, like I need to make sure that I'm extra washing, extra washing my hands, extra you know, cleaning myself, taking care of myself. Cha- maybe I... Uh, you know, if I work in a hospital environment, you know, um, or I have to go into a hospital for some odd reason, you know, maybe that extra step is I'm going to take off my clothes and immediately wash them and I'm going to get in the shower and wash this fucking nasty whatever off of me. Right. Sure. Like maybe 100%. It's, maybe it's something like that. But, you know, I don't really I don't know. I think that you take the risk. You go out. Me, I'm the opposite. Like, I get mad when I want to walk the dog, and I go out, and I see all of these people, and I'm like, you sons of bitches. Like, I just need to walk my dog. He has to poop, and he gets distracted by you. (laughs) He gets distracted when other people are out, and he can't shit, or is it shame? Is it like he's embarrassed? No, he gets distracted, and, like, he's like, oh, hey, I wonder what that person's up to, or, oh, hey, I wonder what those dogs, those other, hey, look, there's other dogs, (laughs) and, like, he has to poop. And he refuses to do it, and it's because other people are around, and that's why I get mad, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go home. Fair enough. I'm just going to go home. I don't want to take the chance of breathing in the coronavirus potential air, right? So if there's too many people, I just turn around. I'm not snitching on them. I just go home. I'll come back later. I'll walk in the dark. You know, because I don't want to get sick, so I'm overly cautious. But if you want to go out and do whatever, you know, I just... I'm not that way. People have to make their own decisions. I agree 100%. And, you know, live with the, the consequences, you know, of those decisions if there are any, you know? No, I think that that's fair. And, uh, you know, there's currently there's this uh, alleged rebellion that's growing in several states where citizens are getting sick and tired of, you know, being told what to do. And this one comes as courtesy of... Liz Sabo from the Los Angeles Times, a periodical of great note that says the anti-vaccine and anti-lockdown movements are converging, refusing to be, quote, enslaved. And just a couple of paragraphs here. Uh, While most of the world hungers for a vaccine to put an end to the death and economic destruction wrought by COVID-19, some anti-vaccine groups are joining with anti-lockdown demonstrators to challenge restrictions aimed at protecting public health. Vaccine critics suffered serious setbacks last year as states strengthened immunization laws in response to measles outbreaks sparked by vaccine refusers. (laughs) California tightened its vaccine requirements last fall despite protests during which anti-vaccine activists threw blood on state senators, assaulted the vaccine bill sponsors, and shut down the legislature. I can only imagine what the fucking charge is for throwing blood on a state senator, like on a politician. I don't think there should be any charge because you're not harming them. How the fuck do you know that? There's not. You don't think there's path. What if there's pathogens in that blood? What if they get sick with something? Uh, I was thinking like cow blood or pig's blood or something. But still, those are you know they could be. Well, what if it's pathogens just... that could be you know starting an animal and they can be passed on to humans? I guess. Uh, just use Cairo syrup and red food coloring. Okay, I'll pass that along to them if I ever run into them. Uh, I'm sure they're doing time right now. 
<laughs> Many of these same vaccine critics are joining a fight against stay-at-home orders and business shutdowns intended to stem the spread of coronavirus, which has killed more than 48,800 Americans as of Thursday afternoon. This is just a fresh coat of paint for the anti-vaccine movement in America and an exploitative means for them to try to remain relevant, said Dr. Peter Hotez, a professor at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston. Hotez says anti-vaccine groups are seizing on anti-government sentiment stoked by conservative-leaning protesters to advance their cause. Those goddamn conservatives are at it again. I just wanted to say, in response to this, I, uh, I get text messages from Alex Jones' show. Oh, how is Alex? He's yeah, doing all right? I, he's doing okay. I haven't listened in a long time, but I get text messages about, you know, goings-ons. And uh, I just got a text message that says, You can't close America Rally 2 announced Saturday, April 25th, Texas Capitol Steps. Great. Yeah. Learn more <laughs> and sign the petition. Infowars.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the text before that was the true agenda of the World Health Organization. So, you know, I mean, sometimes. Well, I don't know what their agenda is, but I could tell you definitely it's China-centric because uh, there was an interview that I, you know, before, I don't want to get too off topic, but I was watching an interview with one of the uh, WHO doctors, the WHO doctors, where the media personality asked them about the situation in Taiwan, the doctor acted like they didn't understand what they were asking. So the reporter, the television host, the TV personality, asked the question again, and the WHO doctor hung up on the interview, literally hung up and wouldn't answer it. What does that tell you? That, they, that those fucking people get their marching orders from Beijing. That's how this works. So... As much as I don't really give a fuck what Mr. Trump does or the stupid government or any of these people, I do take a little bit. I do laugh when he's like, we're going to cut off funding for the WHO because they you know, do China's bidding or whatever. Well, yeah, but that's one organization out of how many. Uh, Disney is one of them. Uh, you know, any large corporation, Coca-Cola, you fucking name Google. Google caters to what the Chinese Communist right. Party wants to allow their subjects in China to search on the but fucking internet. But that's because China's like, oh, hey, you want to make your products here. Yeah, you want to profit? Yeah. You got to play ball. And so the shame on these corporations for, you know, taking it up the tailpipe. Like, I mean, I would never, yeah, okay, cheap, cheap labor, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I get it, okay? Like, I'm all about if. If you are going to take advantage of something and it, and you're able to take advantage of it by law because there's no laws passed saying that you can't, then I, people are going to take advantage of it. And sometimes I benefit from it. So I'm not going to, uh, you know, be on the side of, oh, well, corporations shouldn't be, you know, using whatever. It, do whatever you want. I don't care. Okay. Right. All right. So um, that being said, I don't. I don't think that they should allow a country that they didn't or, you know, they didn't uh, start their business in, um, originate in, to dictate what their opinions are. Because realistically, they need you more than you need them because they want their people to work. They want all of those things to be manufactured there because they are making money as well as you're making money. So don't allow them to strong arm you. Like, who? just move your shit someplace else. 
you know, go to India. I guess so. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, anything, the, anything the WHO has to say to take with a grain of salt, that's all I'm going to say. And I wish Alex Jones the best of luck over there down, down in Austin, Texas. And uh, he's going to storm the, the, the Capitol, and he's probably going to get arrested. And he's going to get thrown in there, and he's going to have a big report. And, folks, he needs your support. And go to InfoWarsStore.com and buy shit like colloidal silver or any of the other fucking things. That, what's the one called? The um, the Super Male Vitality. <laughs> I, I love Alex, man. Like, I... He he's one that got. I, I will tell you what I, he, he was. He was one of my first red pills. He I will definitely say was the the stuff that he sells, even like uh the the main the mainstream media or the dinosaur media, like he likes to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh even they said that the stuff that was inside of the products that he sells are like legitimately good products. Is that, like, is that from Dr. Group? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, they're, on there. they're, they're rare earth minerals. Like, no, they're real. Like it's legitimate. Like the pro it's not snake oil. Like the stuff that's it. inside of it. Is I'm not actually, making fun of the guy. Like know? he just, you know, he, he's a little crazy, but like I said, I have to give him a lot of credit because he was one of the people that, that I, I ate my first red pill. From I love him. Alex Jones. I, uh, uh, for, I think he's great. He he did a great job with Waco. He was one of the first people to go out there when that happened. Yeah. And by the way, anybody, if you have the ability to watch the uh, the, uh, the 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 mini series that's on Netflix about Waco, um, give it a shot. I know that it took a lot. I took a couple of hits from um, different uh, outlets saying that it was too kind towards uh, the Branch Davidians that David Koresh was portrayed to be something that he you know he was being nice or what have you okay well first of all i, I don't want to get into that there's some weird shit going on yes his legal wife was 14 when they got married that's very unethical uh and i'm pretty sure illegal in most spots but the account that was given was given by survivors what do they have to benefit from saying that he was still a nice guy after the fact i'm not sure maybe they do have something to benefit from it but they could have thrown him under the bus and validated the point of the state. The other thing that they address in this, in, in, and I, I don't think people realize how controversial this could have been when this went down. And I remember watching this on TV. The ATF shot first. This is not a, you know, it, it's as clear as Han versus Greedo. Like, right. Han shot first. So did the motherfucking ATF. How many okay? people survived that? I don't know about the count for surviving, but I know Pete Quinones has had on his podcast a survivor. Like he's done, he's done a lot of a good work covering what happened at Waco. I believe HBO had several um, Waco documentaries from survivors. Because didn't he pick who he sent out? Like who? I'm he, not 100 percent sure about that. Uh, well, the documentary makes it seem like he was in. Uh, he was the one who made the decisions on who got to leave. Um, Maybe at a certain point he did, but at the end when the whole building is on fire. Because... Well, no, yeah, at the end, no. But I'm what I'm saying is like the people that got out prior to you know the shit hitting the fan and the survivors of that shit hitting the fan are two different groups of people, right? Yes, yes. The one first, the, like there was, what there was three different groups. I think there was a large group of women and children that got let go. Okay, and then there was a smaller group of older people that got let go. Yeah. And then a bunch left when the building caught fire. 
Like, so my question is, if he was in charge of the people he let go, if he really was an asshole or he abused all of those people, the argument could be he let those people go because those people never saw the bad things. And the people that he kept inside could have been the people that he abused. This is possible. Like, I'm... I'm not trying to make them out to sound or make David sound like make it out to sound like he's a good guy. But this is saying, okay, let's say he's not a good guy. The ATF had multiple opportunities when they met him when he went jogging to arrest him. They could have arrested him peacefully several times. Right. And they chose not to. They there there's you're never going to take that out of me. That the fucking government wanted a fight and it got one. Right. I don't disagree with that. And I'm not saying that he did hurt anybody. Um, You know, I'm just saying, like, how many times have you heard, you know, about people that do terrible things or like serial killers and like, you know, that he was the nicest guy and I never suspected him of anything and, you know, this and that. And so, like, you know, he could have had followers that were not abused by him that he let go and the reason why he let them go out is because they weren't abused you know what i mean yeah i understand what you're saying and that there's there's a real possibility but all the children that they interviewed after the fact you know the the little ones they were not abused well those particular ones may not have been and that's entirely possible maybe now he did have like i think he said what what somebody reported that he might have had a couple uh you know he had several wives he was the only one who was allowed to have sex with any of of the women and some of them were as young as 12 when he took them as extra wives. Yeah, that's pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's abuse. That's child That's child 100%. abuse. That's child rape. Yes, I, I don't disagree with you whatsoever. You're, the way you handle that is to send the army? No, you don't, you don't do that. No, you have to have an investigation. But I think because of his, you know, status in his group and the following, like, they kind of you know, labeled him as maybe a domestic terrorist. I'm not really sure. I don't know that much about it, but you have to have an investigation. And they could have, you're right, absolutely taken him at several points in time, you know. Um, Well, it was about the guns, too, because the Branch Davidians were preparing for Armageddon, where they were going to have to literally fight the forces of evil based upon the interpretation of the book of Revelations and the Bible and the New Testament you know, then for for any Jewish listeners, by the way, yeah, the, the the Christians have an entire section that's much larger than the one that you guys got from uh, Moses and whoever else. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's an entire they, and it's based and he's this the the seventh the Seventh Day Adventists are the mother organization to the Branch Davidians. The Branch Davidians are like a subset of the Seventh Day Adventists. So even even the Seventh Day Adventists, who were I think they were called Millerites back in the day, and they got the and, uh, this Miller fella got the prediction wrong about when the end of the world was supposed to happen, like several times. And uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'm going to bring up a book here in a minute about that. That that story is in there. Uh, excellent book. But they got it wrong. But that's still he maintained. Like I think there's like three million worldwide Seventh-day Adventists, okay? It's just like the Jehovah Witnesses. The Jehovah Witnesses get predictions at the end of the world wrong all the time. All the time. Do they do they predict the end of the world, Jehovah Witnesses? Yeah, they, they stopped. Oh, okay. They stopped. Uh, they did at the beginning of the last century. They did at the uh, they, they did a lot of that uh, trying to figure... I mean, granted, 
I get why maybe they went went ahead and did it simply because you know when they were making these predictions there was a global world you know world war happening the, the the first world war, so this could appear to be the end times. I'm sure I'm sure they felt that way when the second world war rolled around because that definitely for some people's perspective was the end of the world very much so. With that being the case, even though this guy got these dates wrong several times, he still had a following. So imagine them being a little, and I don't mean any disrespect. But imagine how kind of, you know, you still have followers and members of your church, even though they got the dates wrong. And this guy Miller got it all wrong. But then you have a guy who's like, that's not crazy enough. I have crazier ideas. We're going to start our own. And and uh, David Koresh wasn't part of that group specifically. Like, he wasn't the one who started the uh, the the um, the Branch Davidians. Like, he wasn't the one who started... Uh, uh, th- that specific uh, group. I mean, he came into it, but he definitely wasn't the founder of it. So, but you know, the Seventh Day Adventists were a little bit nutty, and uh, the Branch Davidians are like, "Hold my beer, we've we've got something that'll make your uh, that, that that'll make that look uh, like you know." That's funny. You know, small small potatoes compared to what we believe in. But regardless, if you have an opportunity to arrest somebody who and you you've interacted with them. The ATF went. Sh- I think there was. Um, I think P. Quinones was talking about the gentleman who survived. Said that this guy, you know, David Koresh, went shooting with an undercover agent from the ATF. You know, no, there was never a point where the ATF saw that uh, David had illegal guns. He didn't. Uh, the Branch Davidians didn't have illegal guns, but these guys were stockpiling weapons because they were literally going to fight the forces of darkness. So they, so I get it now. I understand what happened. Like, so they were stockpiling the weapons, and the ATF were like, "Hmm," and so they just dug and dug and dug until they found something that he did wrong, in order for them to show up there. That's what happened. I guess so. If you you couple the weapons with the the potential and the very real the very real possibility that you know, girls, kids are getting, are getting sexually abused. Now, granted, I think the Child Protective Services investigated them and couldn't make a case. Well, probably. Because maybe, of the brainwashing, I understand that. Like, they're not, you know. Well, maybe he didn't have sex with them when they were as young as 12, but they he took them as a wife for future, you know. Sexual purposes. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know anything about it, but, I mean. Yeah, I'm not as well-versed as I should be on it, but I know enough to say that the ATF really fucked up. They had an opportunity to get the head of the snake several times. And then this this uh, particular docu series, I guess you could call it, the dramatization of those events. They great fair play to the director, fair play to the writers because they went back to Ruby Ridge, where they say this is where this all started. And Randy Weaver, they they do justice to um, what happened to his wife being shot while holding the baby by a sniper. That was awful. That was really awful. Yeah, it was really awful. And uh, this kind of being, and they they make the case that the that the ATF, which I agree, is incompetent because the FBI had to rescue them. You know, the, the FBI took over the the standoff at Ruby Ridge and said, well, and talked Randy Weaver down. They talked him down. I think Randy Weaver and his family received three million dollars out of court from the state, from you know the capital S, the government. Um, once again, the FBI is sent to take over the siege at Waco because the ATF fucked it up. The ATF had to pull back because they ran out of ammo when they were fighting the Davidians. Yeah. When they started shooting at the Davidians, the Davidians started shooting back, and they were so outgunned by the Davidians 
that they had to pull back because they were they were running out of ammunition. Yeah. They didn't have the firepower necessary. But just for I, I think that this should be a stark reminder to those of you that own guns how far the government is willing to go to make sure that they get those guns. And um I I don't think you should ever put your knuckles down with these people. I don't I don't oh, think no, the never. ATF is a good organization. I think that they're evil. Uh, the FBI, whatever. Uh, you're, you, if you uh, you can pretty much guess how I feel about any alphabet boy agency, but the ATF particularly is extremely evil. At least, and then they made in the film they made the case of how more money was being pumped into tactical units, uh, heavily armed units of the FBI as opposed to training more negotiators how to de-escalate. How the FBI this this and the, part of the series is based on the negotiator for the FBI story. Yeah. Uh, his experience from his point of view and how the FBI was no longer focusing on the 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 uh, the de-escalation, you know, trying to minimize the damage on both sides of the ball, uh whoever they're encountering and the federal government. But the ATF is more like it's a paramilitary it, it's it is a military force of an in, internal military force that goes around and kills people. And in the film, the first thing that they do is fucking neutralize the dogs. What does that mean? They shot all the fucking dogs. I I, I just think that's awful. Like the whole situation. Yeah, mean, no, I mean it's awful. Like everything that you know, you just talked about the Ruby Ridge and everything. Like I mean, I remember watching that, and then they were calling out for the mother to to come outside and you know come and talk to us. And what was her name? Linda. I don't remember. What I don't her remember. Name was. I can't think of her name. Um. But, hey, come outside and, and, and talk to us. And, the, you know, the gentleman there uh, was like, they're taunting me. Yeah. You know, they and she was dead on the floor. And, like, you yeah. know, he was so, he was beside himself. And, you know, that's part of the reason why he didn't come outside as well. Because they right. thought that he, you know, they were mind torturing him. And here that they, they were hunting even, him. Yeah. And they didn't even know. Well, I mean, with the, the comments to the wife come outside. And, right. They weren't aware that she was dead. Right. Because he had no way to communicate that to them. And he thought that they knew that she yeah, was dead. They were just fucking with him. Yeah. And so, like, he that's part of the other reason why, like, he's, you know, stuck in and, you know, held held his ground, which, you know, good for him. And, you know, sorry, it cost him his family. You know, yeah, he his did get wife moni- and his son. Yeah, monetarily he was compensated, but you know that doesn't that's, replace. No, that's not nearly their enough. lives. Um, nope. You know, I'm I'm very sorry, but I'm glad yep. that he he, you know, stood his ground because, you know, uh, he could have been dead, and everybody could have been dead, and those kids would have ended up in foster care and all of that, you know, and God knows what would happen to them. They watch their parents die in front of them, and then you know they go to foster care, and you know the stories about foster care and abuse. Oh so, yeah. You know, I mean, thank God he, you know, he stuck around and he did the right thing, and you know. Well, yeah, I'm, that the situation could have gotten far worse. I mean, I think if the ATF were still allowed to carry out the uh, the siege, if you will, that Randy and all of his his daughters, uh, his I know at least one daughter. I'm not sure if he had multiple daughters, but. Him and the rest of his family that were left would have been killed very easily. Mm-hmm. The ATF is a criminal organization. They are they are a bane on uh, on on the existence of free human beings. Uh, they are part of that standing army that we were warned about by the uh, founders of this republic. Uh, as flawed as they are, they got that one right. Like a sta- like you know about standing armies being a threat to liberty. Well, I can't think of a greater threat to liberty than the fucking ATF. Yeah. And um, 
after Ruby Ridge, they talked in the film about how even uh, Bill Clinton, uh, that fucking snake oil salesman, piece of shit president, was uh, talking like totally fine with defunding, defunding and getting rid of the ATF, which by at that time was a very it was still a relatively new federal uh, law enforcement organization, and it was almost like they needed Waco to justify their existence. And I'm pretty sure that the ATF runs the National Instant Criminal Background Check system for purchasing firearms from an FFL. Uh, so, or any background check for that matter. I'm pretty sure ATF runs that. Well, I mean, what are they, like the, the alcohol and tobacco portion of it, like what do they do for that? I think that has to do with like stamps on the cigarettes for the tax. I think that that's what has, has okay. to do, and alcohol, it must be fucking moonshiners in the fucking Appalachians, not too far from where well, we live. Well, I mean, how is that working out for them? It, well, they're never going to win that war. They're still fucking moonshine. I mean, I don't drink it. I don't even know where to get it. But, you know, I mean. But it ain't that hard. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, it's 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 stupid. Well, it, of course it's stupid, but. There, some of these, ex, like these. The agencies? Yeah, the agencies. Like, they just, I, their, their existence continues to baffle me. Like, they exist because they need a stamp at the bottom. Why doesn't the manufacturer stamp the bottom of it or you know like i don't know how any of that works i know it's for tax collection purposes i'm i don't i don't know what i don't do even smoke anymore so. what do we need them for like the 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 if we're gonna still tax the cigarettes that's on, done at the local level the manufacturer who manufactures the cigarettes should you know be putting the stamp on them if they're not already i don't know how it works like you said so forgive my ignorance but like the local, uh, you know, jurisdiction should set the tax for the cigarettes, and what the fuck do we need them for? Fair enough. Fair you enough. You know, I mean, God. Yeah, I, I, I believe me, I, I understand. Well, this article about uh, what's going on about this, uh, this group calling itself the Freedom Angels, who uh, stood in, on chairs and chanted in public health hearings in California during the vaccine bill uh, coverage, says that governors are abusing their power by shutting down gun shops and other businesses. This article will be linked in the show notes. Um, I don't really have much anything else. This is kind of a slow week for uh, the rest of us. I do have a couple of book recommendations that I want to give out. Uh, the first one is from the dude who wrote Fight, uh, Fight Club, and it turned into a film. Uh, Chuck Polonik, uh, he wrote a book called Fugitives and Refugees about the city of Portland, Oregon. It's an excellent read. Uh, it's, a, it's a real fun one. It's a good one. It's based on the characters, the, the people the actual human beings that live in Portland and the, and the different weird stuff, because you've heard the phrase, keep Portland weird. Well, you definitely run into that there. Uh, excellent book if you guys want to give it a go. I highly recommend it. The other one I want to talk to you about was uh, by a gentleman by the name uh, Howard Bloom, who is a professor, I believe he holds a master's degree, called The Lucifer Principle, a scientific uh, guide into the forces of history. And that's where I f- first read about the truth about the Millerites, who became the Seventh-day Adventists. It's an excellent read, and I really highly recommend it. Like, there's chapters in this book, like the Victorian decline and the fall of America, dealing with uh, manufacturing, how the Victorian era uh, British spent more money on their military, while the Germans were spending more money on research and development of chemicals, like 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 Bayer Chemical and all these different chemical companies, where the German economy became stronger than the British economy in some respects. And how that led to the clash that was the Great War, and how pot, that's kind of like a posturing of a dying nation who's focusing on projecting military strength as opposed to you know economic strength. That was a um, that's one of the chapters, 
And, uh, like, just, you know, I, I really think that uh, you, you, people will get a lot out of this book. Like, this one right here is called The True Route to Utopia. Just going to give you a taste of it. Um, it says, The appeals of prophets often lies in their ability to paint a picture of an irresistible utopia and to convince us that their world, that this world uh, is almost, with, that a better world, excuse me, is almost within our grasp. Marion Keach, the woman who communicated with extraterrestrial guardians, promised her followers that they would shed all their earthly ills and bathe in blessings they could scarcely imagine after they had been whisked away from our decaying galaxy. William Miller, the founder of the Seventh-day Adventism, that's what I was talking about, predicted that God would come to rearrange the world we know and that those who followed Miller would find themselves possessors of a sparkling new paradise. And Karl Marx explained that the elimination of capitalism would, would trigger the creation of a whole new human nature, one who would flood the greedy dens in which we live with brotherly goodwill. The supernatural predictions of Keech, Miller, and Marx all failed to materialize, and yet a strange way every one of them bore the seeds of a hard-nosed truth. The power of ideas to draw individual humans into a structured mass can make the utopian prophecies of worldviews come true. If the system of belief pulls together a large enough superorganism, the faithful will indeed taste a bit of heaven. That's just a taste of it. I highly recommend this book. I picked it up when I was 18 years of age at a bookstore called Borders, which no longer exists. I still have the price tag on it. It was $15 when I bought it, and I've read this book. I also have the audiobook edition, but I've read this book at least 13 to 14 times. I highly recommend it, you guys. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us. Our email is useguysandthatatgmail.com. You can get a hold of us also at useguyspod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I really haven't been updating the Instagram page that much. I'll try to I'll try to take care of that today. You can get a hold of us on our individual handles at Randy Rand the Man. That's Randy Rand underscore duh underscore man. Myself at J Colo J A Y C O L E A U. And of course my partner over here, the newly promoted co-host of the show, at Angel underscore Soundgirl. Please feel free to get a hold of us, uh, email us, let us know what you think. If you pick up this book and you decide to read it, let me know what you think of the book. I, I really think that you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about, um, if Angel has anything. I do just have one thing. So um, I am still researching into what is going on in the woods, and um, I'm constantly looking um, you know, for any new news as far as you know, Sasquatch or, you know, people going missing and things like that. So um, I am currently trying to work on pulling all of the different theories about Sasquatch together um, and Excellent. going down Jesus. a, a, a <laughs> uh, road where maybe some of the listeners can determine, you know, whether who's right and who's wrong um because there's so many different theories sure about sasquatch so i think that you know i need to like pull it together because right. nobody else is really doing that um you know and just see what others may have heard um if you guys have any topics it, as far as that goes um you could get me at at angel underscore sound girl on twitter um or the email addresses that jay kindly reads off that I 
don't remember. It's youguysinthat at gmail.com. Yeah, it's youguysinthat at gmail.com. I won't remember again, so he'll he'll have to help me out in the future, but that's all I have. All right, excellent. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody's time. I'd like to give it once again a shout-out to my friend Sally Mayweather, at Sally Mayweather. Uh, best follow on Twitter that you could uh, that you could find. Uh, my ball, my boy Paul B for uh, my Paul, my boy Paul from B Town at Talking to Nobody. Uh, he's a fan of the show. We appreciate his support. Of course, uh, Kathy at Cappy Mar for the Freedom Follow for Follow Fridays. Uh, we really appreciate you. So from uh, Angel the Sound Girl. Good night. And uh, we we love you all and thank you and take care of yourselves and each other. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.